Welcome to the Circular Breathing Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Where we just hold notes indefinitely. Welcome back to another episode of Why Is This So Hard For You? I'm Derek. Last time, we had Roberto. Who do we have this week? Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan and... Curtis. Yep, there we go. The original, the OG cast of characters is back. So, is that a proper use of OG? I don't know. I don't either. I'm 56 years old. gong show members? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to start going by Jet Inferno. Nice. That'll work. You need to get like a, a satin jacket and look like you're in Sha Na Na with Jet Inferno on <laughs> yes. the back. Sounds good. That's a merch idea if yep. ever I've heard yep. one. <laughs> and we are coming live from Town West Square, solar powered tonight. Yeah, because there's no power out right. there. Okay. We're the first green podcast. <laughs> I've sold my carbon credits for CDs that I can then trade in for cash. <laughs> Well done. That that sounds like a sound investment. That sounds like a money-losing proposition. Oh, so many inside jokes, so little time. So welcome back to episode number whatever it is. Um, we're glad you're with us to go through some songs by bands that you know and songs you may not know. So I think we are going to start our festivities for this episode with Curtis. Is that what I'm understanding? All right. All right. So... Curtis, um, I think I need to pull your song up here. Give me about 12 hours. I will do that, and we will see what you've brought in this evening. Let's... Oh. This is Billy Joel from the 1978 album 52nd Street. It was his sixth studio album, and it was the one right after his breakthrough album, The Stranger. The Stranger, yep. Uh, it's a Latin style tune that was never released as, as a single, but it did get a fair amount of radio play. Okay. Um, the song had never been part of Billy Joel's set list. Really? And it is a largely ignored song today. Okay. The song is written from the perspective of a working musician that plays for union wages in a wedding in wedding clothes. Okay. And he longs to go back to his native Cuba. And no one knows how good he is, except for Rosalinda. Billy has said that this is the song his father, Howard, should have written for his mother, Rosalind. Joel's father was a classically trained pianist from Germany that spent some time in Cuba and had an affinity for Cuba uh, before immigrating to the United States where he met Rosalind Nyman, and they met performing in a Gilbert and Sullivan troupe. Okay. And again, Billy's father always had a fondness for Cuba, and in 1957, his father left his mother and went back to Europe. Oh. And Billy said his father was not communicative or emotive, where his mother was outgoing and social. And this was Billy's way of honoring his mother. Okay. Nice. 
That is a tremendous that your book report is well received. You get an A. <laughs> You know, uh, a phrase that you use there is, in the beginning, you said, what, Latin Latin style? What did yeah. you say? Yes. I, I find this Latin style much like Dr. Thunder is to Dr. Pepper. Ooh. Um, I, Ooh. It's, he, yeah, Latin, Latin is kind <laughs> on this. Um, for me, if I'm thinking of, a piece of music that Billy Joel did that really captured a different style, Zanzibar, yes. for me. This is no Zanzibar. Mm. I almost did Zanzibar just to play the Freddie Hubbard trumpet solo. But then you would have or had... Or no, that was stiletto. Oh, you'd have to have worn Zanzibar, Zanzibar. slacks. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't want to do that. Right. <laughs> which, is, which is kind. Right. Yeah. So I'm getting a strong vibe here that this is not one of your favorite Billy Joel songs. And I love Billy Joel. Yes, you but do. But this just was not hitting for me uh this okay. was this has always been one of my favorites of wow. his what okay so what is it about this song that makes it one of your favorites um i Can like you? it i yeah. don't know lyrically the sentimentality no, just the feel of it okay. i just like the melody yeah i like the play i think it's interesting that the drumming that um liberty does on this is very similar in feel to um just the way you are. I'll give you that. that I would agree. That's for sure. Yeah. There's a, you know, the band was uh, Billy, of course, playing several keyboard instruments. Richie Kanata on saxophone, clarinet. Um, Steve Kahn. Uh, the session guitar player. Yes. And Hugh McCracken plays nylon oh. guitar on this. Okay. Doug Stegmeyer on bass, Liberty on drums. Um, Mike Manieri on vibraphone and yep. marimba. Uh, Ralph McDonald is on percussion, and a guy named George Marge plays the Sapronino recorder. Okay. So it's a, a soprano really recorder. S- really small recorder. It's the second smallest of the recorder family. Got it. Okay. So is that what we hear in that little solo part? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know if, if it was that or some sort of a flute synth line. So it was an actual... It is. Recorder. It's a recorder. Got it. What uh, I like at the end of this song is, did you hear the click? He's playing to a click, obviously. Oh, or a cowbell. Now there it goes. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. And it's just Liberty DeVito here at the end. He forgot to stop playing. Liberty DeVito and Ralph McDonald hitting the cowbell. Yes, that's true. Okay, so um, this album if i remember correctly is the one with big shot on it that was kind of the mm-hmm. hit and then were there other hits? honesty honesty okay that's that's the other one and this is the album before glass houses or is this yes. not okay all right okay so that was rosalinda's eyes thank you very much for any final comments on rosalinda's eyes i'm sorry you don't like it it's okay i mean there are other optometry inspired songs Mm-hmm. that I'm a big fan of. Yeah. It's just not this one. It's certainly not We Didn't Start the Fire. Well, that is what for is. sure. What is that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, Jonathan, I think let's let's put yours up next. Fasten your seatbelt, folks. This is going to be fun. I bring you the following. You can't afford no while we're hearing here, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, 
Formerly known as the Dixie Chicks, now known as the Chicks. Yes. The song White Trash Wedding from their album Home. Now, prior to this album, they were very much that pop country, wide open spaces, even some comedic stuff with Goodbye Earl and things like that. But with this album, they went really acoustic, but this track total bluegrass <laughs> and before you uh say that you know it's, it's just a bunch of people bringing in on instruments you've got the player you've got the trio playing some of the you know some of the instruments so you've got emily robison um banjo dobro uh natalie mange you've got your main you know she's your lead singer she's not she's not an uh, instrumentalist but then you've got uh, Marty McGuire, fiddle and mandolin. Mm-hmm. And then Lloyd Maines, Natalie's uh, father, plays pedal steel. Oh, okay. Got it. It's just a fun track. Okay. I did not look up the other players on here. Do you know who the other players are? That's what I've got. Okay. So I'm going to see if I was right. Go ahead. You just go to the other players. That's what I've got. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm thinking the guitar solo was Brian Sutton. That sounds so much like Brian Sutton. The mandolin, don't know. Don't know. So, but that was definitely Brian Sutton on the guitar. Or Steve Miller. Or Steve Miller. Yes. Yes. On his, uh, no, that's the Joker's white trash wedding. <laughs> Big old jet airliner white trash wedding. I'm trying to bring one absolutely one wrong fact Right. Episode, but, right. Buckethead, you know, maybe Buckethead. Buckethead. <laughs> nice. <laughs> EMF covered this. And see, this, when you see, <laughs> of course they did, in their bluegrass phase. <laughs> when you sent this, I, I thought, of course he sent this, because I forgot how much you like the Dixie Chicks. Oh. I, and I'm, I'm sorry, the Chicks. The Chicks. And I'm not country music fan. I'm a very selective country music fan. Yes. But this group and this album... Hits your sweet spot. Still hits my sweet spot. Yeah. Curtis, comments? No. Okay. <laughs> By saying little, he said it all. That's no, right. No, <laughs> I mean, it, I, it's bluegrass. Yeah. Um, it's well played, well sung. Yep. Um. I appreciate bluegrass for what it is. It's not something I put on and listen to. Occasionally, like Union Station, I'll listen to. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, it's, yeah. it's not dislike. Okay. It's it's, it's flatlining. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's something I'd never heard before, you know, listening to it in prep for this because I've not listened to the Dixie Chicks. There you have it. Or the Chicks. Yes. Either way. Here's the thing I or think. The hens, or, or the Hens. Or the Hens or whatever they are. Here's the thing I find fascinating about the name change in 2020. Okay? So they, they take out Dixie because that's offensive. Right. But calling women Chicks is right. not. Okay. <laughs> Let's just call yourself The. Right. <laughs> I think that's all yeah. good. Because there's no even gender implication no, there, no, which is the. fine. So you just call yourself the, and you're good. I think that's that's what we've that learned. That would have been wisest. But they didn't ask us, so there, here we are with the chicks and white trash wedding. Okay. Wow, we're just flying through today's section uh, selections, and uh, I guess that leaves me bringing up the uh, final spot here. So here we go. And 
and this is Le- pop uh, British pop band Level 42 with the song If You Were Mine. This is from their ninth studio album, Guaranteed, released in 1991 on RCA Records. Um, the Level 42 was known, obviously, for their only American hit, known in America for the hit Something About You, which is a great song. A great hit. I still enjoy that today when it comes on the radio occasionally. Um, but this is fast forwarding to 1991. The core band at the time of this recording is Mark King on bass and vocals, Mike Lindup on keyboards and vocals, and Gary Husband on drums. The guitar chair on Guaranteed is a mess and kind of needs explaining. So after some digging, I, I sorted it out. So the original Level 42 guitarist and lyricist was Boone Gould. The Gould brothers, Phil and Boone Gould, were in uh, Level 42. Any relation to classical pianist Glenn Gould? Not as far as I know, but I will effort to find that out. Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould. Could be that as well. King of the Goulds. Yes. So Boone Gould left the band in 1987 and was replaced by Alan Murphy. Murphy died in 1989 of pneumonia resulting from AIDS. So, I'm guaranteed Dominic Miller who is Sting's kind of right-hand guitar player man. He plays all the rhythm guitar parts on the album. And if you know anything about songs I brought in before, they have a jazz connection. Here's the jazz connection here, is the guitar playing, the solos on this song are played by jazz fusion legend Alan Holdsworth. So we've got a Holdsworth connection here, and he plays five guitar solos on this album, uh, including on this song. Now, to make this even more confusing is the album cover, and I do have my copy from 1991, right here, of Guaranteed by Level 42, and on the cover is Mark King, uh, Mike Lindup, Gary Husband, and not Dominic Miller, and not Alan Holdsworth. It's guitar player uh, Jacko Jackchick. He's the touring guitar player after Alan Murphy dies. Mm. So Jacko Jackchick is on here, even though he does nothing on the album. Nothing. He just posed for the photo. He's the guy standing back there looking Do left you get out. Royalties <laughs> from just being the photo. I don't know. I did. I guess not. Um, but he had nothing to do uh, with this with playing on this. Um, the rest of the band on Guaranteed is Wally Batteru, keyboards, backing vocals, Gary Barnacle, saxophones, John Thurkell, trumpets, and Annie McKaig, background vocals. If you were mine, this tune was written by a drummer, Gary Husband, and the guitar solo coming up from Holdsworth is, I would say, probably one of the greatest guitar solos in any pop song, just because it's Holdsworth, and it's all over the place. And um, so I don't know if everyone would agree with that, but we're just biding time until Alan makes his big entrance, which is coming up right about here. Stand by. Here we go. Yeah, so peak Alan Holdsworth here. Great funk bass from Mark King, obviously. Mm. Always great funk bass. And then the drums kind of go crazy because it's Gary Husband's tune and he can do whatever he wants. And he's a great drummer. He is a great drummer and a fantastic pianist. 
He's as, huh. just as virtuosic on the piano as he is on drums. Wow. In fact, um, Gary Husband's recorded two solo piano albums. One paying tribute to Alan Holdsworth, and the other paying tribute to John McLaughlin, the guitar mm-hmm. player. Who was then paying tribute to Billy Joel's mother. Right. <laughs> A lot of people don't know <laughs> yeah. that connection. That's then her eyes. That's the twist. Right. You got to get that or you don't get the whole picture. That's right. That's 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 clever of you to remember that. So, Mark King's friend's mother's eyes. Right. Literally what he just said. Who was not named Rosalind. Not no. at all. Probably Ruby or something. I like would that. guess. But anyway, so that's my contribution, if you were mine, by Level 42. Love Level 42. Level 42 is another band that we immediately found out that right. we had in common yep. when we first met. I still remember. You and I, you, Kurt, you, Curtis, and me. I still remember the, the first time I heard Level 42, other than the radio song. Mm-hmm. I was in... A little place Sound called Warehouse. Sound, Sound Warehouse. Yes. Doing my Rest normal peace. Tuesday shopping. Yes. And they were playing it over the speakers. Which song? <clears throat> Something the, off World it, Machine? It, it was the World Machine album. They oh, had the okay. album on. And Got so it. I hung out uh, like this is, you know, that was really difficult for me to hang out in Sound <laughs> Warehouse for exactly. uh, you know, 45 minutes and listen to the whole album and then bought the CD. Nice. One of the first CDs I bought. Is that wasn't, right? Wasn't that album um, 85? I believe so, yep. And that's when I got my CD player, it was in 1985, and at that time, you had to wait about three months for new releases. Oh boy, I remember that. That's so true. The cassette or vinyl, if it came out on vinyl, would come first, and then eventually the CD would kind of dribble out. So this is interesting. First CD, Level 42 World I don't know Machine. if it was my... Well, I know what my first one was, and I can explain why. Oh, no. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was, I was going to ask. We're, we're, going, we're doing this now. Yeah, we're okay. doing it. Newly married. Yes. We're, and This is going so good. Money was an issue for us. So you bought a double CD. But I had a friend <laughs> yes. that was going to K-State, Kansas State University, and he worked in a stereo shop there okay and so before i had a cd player i bought one of my wife's favorite albums Mm. on disc Mm -hmm. which was chicago 17 Mm. so i bought the disc and said now i don't have anything to let you play this on oh there's a a good this is a pro move here so you bought the went and bought the cd player which do you remember the brand of the cd it was techniques techniques okay Jonathan, I'm scared to ask. If it's not Mental Health by Quiet Riot, I'm afraid to know what it is. <laughs> Mine was also influenced by my now wife, then uh, girlfriend, not yet fiance. Um, she was a big country music fan. And for some reason, I uh, also delved into that genre during that time. So my first CD... <laughs> Oh, no. He can barely catch his breath, Alan folks. Jackson, Don't Rock the Jukebox. Oh, wow. I did not see that one coming. <laughs> this, this is more of a confessional than anything. Yeah, it kind of is. And, and we're two for two that the first CD was influenced by whoever you were with at the time. Right. So I'd like to go ahead and make this three for three. Oh. With at the time. That's who I'm still with. Well, that's fine. <laughs> but It's okay. to. Re- I mean, I refer to my wife as my... F- I introduced her as my first wife. Okay. Yes, exactly. Okay. 
Well, I, I am not with the person that I bought that influenced this CD purchase. So that's who I was with at the time. My high school girlfriend. So okay. 85. Yep. And my first CD purchase. And I already had a player. It was a Sony player. I didn't have a CD. So my first purchase, down to Better Book Room. So you know it's going to be a contemporary Christian CD. It's Sandy Patty's Morning Like This. All right. First purchase. Yep. Don't have it any longer. Do not have it. That or the girlfriend. <laughs> yes, that either or. Yes. Yeah. Uh, second CD purchase was uh, Hello, I Must Be Going by Phil Collins. Yeah. Third purchase was, and this is going somewhere, Michael W. Smith, The Big Picture. And I do have that over on my CD wall. Okay. So I've got Smitty, Big Picture. So don't have the first two, but I got number three. Okay. And what was the first one your mom bought for you? Um, because I know what album she got you for Easter. Yes, right? yeah. that would be Hotter Than Hell by Kiss. Um, first CD my mom bought for me, probably something by Journey. Mm. She likes Journey. So, okay. Yeah. Now, I just realized as we're talking here, there's a connection between the first CD I bought and the first album vinyl that I bought with my own money. I bought Chicago's Greatest Hits. Oh, wow. okay. When I was in middle school, junior high. Wow. Went to David's department yes. store. <laughs> Dave, if you're not from Wichita, David, you got to explain David's. It's It was it was like, was it local? Yes, yes. Okay, it, yeah, so it was, it was nice. sort of sort of like a Kmart or yep. Walmart, you know, it was just a one of those big we sell everything stores and they had a an album section yes and so i went and bought with my own money my first album chicago's greatest hits um david's was walmart kind of before walmart was a thing Mm -hmm. oh yeah you could buy um stereo equipment you could buy groceries you could buy so that would make it a super david's yeah (laughs) And then you could buy Acme Boots to give me soul. That was the quote from the commercial. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, David's. Wow. Uh, I couldn't remember my first. I don't think I had any vinyl purchases with my own money. I was buying CDs or cassettes. Mm. So, didn't really buy much vinyl. I had a bunch bought for me, such as Kiss Hotter Than Hell for Easter. One of my first, I'm sure it's not my first cassette, but... My first memory of a cassette purchase was at the Ben Franklin store in the small town that I grew up in. It's the only, literally the only place in town that sold music. And I went and I got Cars Heartbeat City. The Cars Heartbeat City. Okay. Is that, that's the one with... Hello again. Hello again. Was Dri- Drive was not on that, was it? Um... It's magic on that? Yes. Yes, magic's on that. It's the one that kind of had the angular album cover. Yeah. Okay. Curtis, you'll be our crack research staff to find out if yeah, Drive I, was on that. I don't know. I, I don't, don't have my iPad here yeah. with me tonight. Rats. So. Okay. So, wow. Thanks for going down memory lane with us, folks. All right. That brings us to our Burn to a Crisp segment. And today's presenter is Curtis. And I don't mind saying I'm a little frightened. I, just a little. Not much. Um, give it a whirl, man. Let's go. I'm sorry. That's all I'll say oh, before boy. I hit now play. Now I'm a little more worried. 
Oh boy. I think we've been rickrolled. Why? <laughs> Couldn't help it. This I, is burnt to a crisp. Oh my. I do want to give you up, Rick. And I mean this song will never die because of the internet. This song hit number one in 1987. He, uh... Sorry. He was the drummer. He was? In a band before this. Okay. Called FBI. Okay, yeah, the FBI. There needs to be an FBI warning before this. This song went to number one, and he's... I kind of think of him as a one-hit wonder, but he wasn't. He had like four or five hits, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he had, uh, let me see here. I don't know, but uh, this was this was revived in 2007 yes. as a meme. As a Rickroll. And Rick Astley was voted best act ever by internet users at the MTV Europe Music Awards in 2008. Well, there's Best no accounting for European ever. <laughs> that just tells you everything you need to know when the category is called Best Act Ever. Beatles? No. Nah. Zeppelin? Zeppelin? No. The Rick Astley. Oh yeah. Yeah. This song on YouTube has reached 1 billion views. All because of Rick Rolling. Yep. It's the fourth song since 1980 to make a billion views. What are the uh, other What are the other songs? I don't know. Um, um, let's guess. Baby Shark. Do 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 do. I think Love Shack. Love. <laughs> you know, it it just stings when it comes from Curtis, doesn't it? Always. It just. <laughs> He deals it out in cold blood. Um, he went on to give up this voice. dance stuff, and he did in the '90s. He was doing more R&B stuff, and I really should give it a listen because he does have a good voice. He does have a good voice. It's just when kids these days get off my lawn. Kids these days, when they like these songs from my youth. And they wonder why I don't like them. It's because I had to live through them six billion times. Kids these days get off my lawn, get to choose what comes to them because they pick the stream and the playlist. We were slaves to whatever the radio personality was playing during drive time. Audio slaves. Or MTV. Yeah, or that. Or MTV, whatever MTV wanted to play. So. And MTV did play this. Oh boy, to death. Yes. Oh. So, anyway, I apologize for... Um, and leave it to Rick, Rick Astley to have his wedding vows be a song. Never going to let you... Give you up, let you down. Never going to run around and hurt you or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's it's that's well enough. That's a dark place to end. But end we must. I think so. Indeed. Yeah, indeed. Well, thanks for hanging in there for another episode. We are sure glad you did. We're not sure you're glad you did, but 
we appreciate it anyway. <laughs> that's on you. <laughs> that that's on we you. We apologize for what just happened. Can, can, can we can we all promise that the next episode will be an astly free zone? That's, that, I mean, no I don't promises. know. Yeah, there's just no promises. There's just no promises. Promises, in, promises. Yes. Tune in next time to find out. That concludes this uh, public service announcement. We appreciate you joining us. Go out and buy real music. Uh, if you must download it, feel free. Join us here at Town West Mall. Yes, come on out. We're uh, we're here by the food court. And keeping the lights on. <laughs> Barely. With our solar panels. Because <laughs> we're green. We are green. And your carbon credits are good with us. It's not easy being green. It's not easy. Oh, so long, folks. said clothes shopping i thought you meant it no idea why what are we doing at david's then dad's sporting goods store you call this a sporting goods store wow wranglers and levi's and campus shirts and acme boots to give me soul i'll bet we've got more brands than you could try on you just try me out. david's the name david's the name